0: Junkies. what's going on golf addicts welcome to the bump and run episode eight which i is my favorite number and i think this is episode eight
1: which i think this means we're gonna have a good show pat tony yeah how we doing fellas well i'm fantastic db um it's it's been a good week and uh i'm excited um for the weekend so yeah i, I didn't know i guess i did know eight was your favorite number yeah, eight's a good number. I mean, you know, it's an even number, right?
2: You so, know that, yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah That was my uh, that was my high school baseball number, and it's just been my number. And I've had I've had some incredible luck with it on the roulette table as well. Um, it's just been a good number. It's a good number. Tony, what position? I
2: mean? were, what position were you? DB.
0: I was the slowest uh, center fielder in this in the region. That also had uh, had you know had a great record in the outfield only made one error my entire high school career and um and and hit you know had had a good batting average so you know
2: it wasn't bad awesome good stuff how you doing we're good i got my swanies gear i wanted to oh, wear it today you. yeah it's You're awesome nice. Awesome hat is really comfortable. Looks great. Got the uh, got a new shirt, which I'm not wearing right now, but the wife said it's an instantly her favorite shirt in my wardrobe. So, Ooh. scoring brownie points with the wife. So, if that's not a uh, incentive enough for people to go to the uh, to the website, buy some clothes, hey, maybe it'll uh, get you a little lucky too.
0: Yeah, you know, it is it is cognizant week, and we've talked about your <laughs> your your dick being cognizant of the scenario and if you're if you need to make your wife cognizant of the scenario that you got going on maybe get you some swannies gear you know you could use code tj25 get yourself 25 off your entire order links in the description of the shows um yeah check them out support them they got some great stuff they also just dropped did you see the new drop they just put out boys you need to go look at the new drop they just dropped. it's called i think it's called boom it's called like boom land or something It's great stuff pat we actually previewed some of it uh at the waste management i see you wearing your waste management swanies hoodie today you look like you're also maybe going to uh oversee a construction crew on the side of the road but (laughs) i do kind of yeah maybe i need to loosen it up a little bit
2: Use some of the hairs pat yeah Yeah, Yeah. bring that
0: down in here huh oh (laughs) you're okay you got a clashing undershirt on. That's that's sweet. Well, that's probably the reason I had it zipped up because yeah. this
1: this
2: was really not what I was wearing maybe earlier. Just, you
1: know what? Actually, maybe just zip it back up. Just zip I it back it up a little bit. All right. Okay. This um, is a great hoodie though from Swannies. I love it.
0: Speaking of the cognizant, speaking of the cognizant, I, this isn't on the agenda. We're gonna get to the agenda here, but we, we we we're talking before we came on just how freaking easy this golf course is playing bunch of people on Twitter. We're recording this Thursday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. The morning wave is about done. You know, a bunch of people on Twitter talking about not my Honda. We all wanted to see the Honda of old. And Cognizant takes over, and the lucification of America continues. And you got freaking seven-unders, six-unders. Everybody's just lighting this place up. And we were ca- talking about the Bear Trap. And what should we rename it? And Pat had a funny idea. The Paddington Bear Trap. What's the most... What's the most, um, you know, what's the most beta bear, you know, a real sissy bear that you can think Like Winnie the Pooh, kind of? Like Pooh Bear? I think Arthur? Winnie Bear Trap. Was yeah. Arthur a bear? Arthur?
2: I remember Arthur.
0: Yeah, was he? I th- he was like a, he was trans before trans was really cool. I mean, he was kind <gasps>
1: of
0: a, <laughs> was he like a an brain. aardvark or something? He was an aardvark bear. A, he was something different. Was- I don't yeah, know. I mean, Parker was really ahead of his time. Now that I think about it, like, can't shout out uh, to him. He's he's doing good. What I mean, there's got to be
1: other real sissy bears. Oh, there's some sissy bears out there. You oh, oh, oh not, the Bernstein bears were the Bernstein bears were one. The Berenstein bears. Berenstein is it Berenstein? Yeah, I think it's Berenstein. Yeah, yeah. they were. They weren't. I don't know. I thought the dad was kind of beta. I mean, alpha. I think he was pretty alpha well like okay. smoky the bear is very alpha smoky very alpha
0: yeah uh you know teddy bears used to be beta before really mark Wahlberg helped change all that with ted the ted movies and really like i would me i would love ted uh, ted would beat yeah. the shit out of paddington and and uh he would bear and are ted, gummy bears beta gummy
1: bears, kind
0: of beta although i love gummy bears yeah so who, you know, who wins in a fight between Paddington Bear and Winnie the Pooh and whoever loses is what the bear trap gets renamed as the Pooh trap. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> um. Anyway, so maybe, you know, maybe that's a comment for the YouTubers. If you're, if you're watching on YouTube, like, like the video, subscribe if you haven't already and drop us a comment. Who What do you think we should rename the, rename the bear trap to now that, uh, you know, the bear traps lost its bite. There's no, there's just. You know, this the honey bear. It's the the bear. It's the bear. Um, oh, you also had the bear from uh, Jungle Book. What was his name? Baloo. Baloo. He, he was kind of beta, though. I mean, alpha.
2: God. Yeah, I was going to say, he's a cool alpha. bear.
0: Yeah, he was cool. Hmm.
2: Bear necessity. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, you know, maybe just uh, come on, guys. Like PJ Tour, Cognizant, whoever y'all are, just come on. Just come on with this. It's just so lame. It's so lame.
1: The real question is, because he hasn't teed off yet, now that we've got this tournament the way it is, is what's going to happen with Alex Norton? Oh, God, I know. Because uh, he hadn't teed off yet. We'll see. I mean, I think the true test of what this tournament is.
2: (laughs)
0: The, the the rape the rape whistle buddy bet of the week was alice um we got to have your buddies on board when you're when you're mm-hmm. throwing down a bet with Norin. and now it seems like guys we've we've stumbled into the we've stumbled into the dangerous parking noran parking deck and it's actually it's actually uh it's been gentrified you know it's it's they've really painted it up and it's real nice and there's security guards and all the homeless have been run out, and you feel safe walking to your car, which is nice. But that's not the kind of setup Alex Nora needed. You know, we were banking yeah. on, we were banking on some difficulties, some trials and tribulations with Alex at, at PJ National. And that that doesn't appear to be what we're going to get today, or yeah. or the whole freaking weekend. Maybe maybe the wind tomorrow. I mean, it does. It's supposed to blow tomorrow. Maybe that helps. All right, let's get into it. Tony, hit us with the topics today.
2: All right, a lot of good stuff this week, fellows. We'll start off with the return, the long awaited return of Anthony Kim. Um, this is a guy who's kind of gone down now in like the folklore of golf over the last decade. Um, he's, I remember working with PGA Tour Radio, that was right around the time when I started on that channel, it was right around when he had just kind of vanished. And we would get a caller once a week calling in and said, hey, hey, what happened to Anthony Kim? And just nobody knew. And that happened for years, years and years. But this week, we finally get the return of Anthony Kim. He's back on the Live Tour. Jeddah, Judah, Jeddah, this week. Uh, King King Abdullah Economic
0: City, to be exact. Just just so you know. Your Excellency.
2: Uh, (laughs) Hi. So I wanted to ask you guys kind of about that lore. He was a little bit Before, I guess, my time of really working in the golf industry, you know, before then I was, uh, you know, kind of just watch the majors, that kind of thing. Obviously, Tiger was the big name throughout the, you know, the 2000s and whatnot. But I didn't really know or get or understand kind of the, the lore of Anthony Kim. So do you guys have any of that kind of just memories of him? And then how excited are you guys to watch this week? Pat, I'll throw it out to you first.
1: Yeah, I mean I certainly remember when he came out. I think, you know, Anthony was um super talented. He has, has a great swing. He was very flamboyant. Um had the big, big belt buckles and everything. And there's a lot of moments that he had that um were just huge, like like in a win, I think, at the Wells Fargo and then at the Ryder Cup, played well. Um, you know, and so to me, AK was um one of the first sort of like I don't want to say new age, but he, he just like he kind of bucked the trend a little bit about what the like what the normal golfers looked like and acted like. And I and I like that actually. I was, you know, even though I'm a little bit old school, I, I gravitated towards it. I liked AK. I thought he was, you know, great for the game. Um, as far as now, like it's funny to me, like after all this time of of wondering where he is and what's going on, and then now all of a sudden he's back playing. I actually don't think the excitement is to the level that I thought it would be. I, I thought people would be going nuts. Like it, it would be like, well, well, why, why is that? It's because it's lift, lift, it's, yeah. It's lift. Yeah. But it, it, it is the, like, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see how he plays in this, in this first, you know, round back. Um, and I'm excited to see what it is. You know, I don't care what tour it is. I, I think, um, you know, I feel like if he's doing this, there was obviously some research behind it, of you know, hey, can AK actually still play golf? I'm sure, like Greg Norman and whoever else that, that was deciding on this, didn't just like say, yeah, come on back and we'll pay you some money. I mean, I think there was probably a few tests that he had to go through about his game. But I, I'll be interested, so I'm excited to see uh, DB. I don't know what your your thoughts of, of AK are because you know you, you kind of you come from a little bit, a little slightly younger generation than me. Yeah, I was
0: watching golf back then. I wasn't watching obviously near as much as I am now, but um but I was definitely aware of AK and thought it was cool that you know, he was different. He seemed edgier. He he dressed different. He was flashy. He uh, I remember the Ryder Cup stuff specifically with him. Um so I you know, I don't know that I have the the full on, you know, AK chubb uh that that a lot of other Folks maybe older might, um, but I, I do think he's, I think it's exciting. I, you know, I talked about it a little bit with with Danny Woodhead on the Live Show. The, the fact that, I mean, he, he truly has been a, a Sasquatch in the golf world. He has absolutely succeeded, which is crazy to think about that between 2012 and today, someone can be as off the grid, off the radar as, as Anthony Kim has done you know now granted he's he's a golfer so it's not like tmz's out there looking for him but it's wild that we've just heard and seen nothing for so long and and now here he is i I, we just followed him on instagram he started his own instagram account the the anthony kim official account just i think it was yesterday or the day before and he's gonna he's putting out like content i'm i'm excited to see him play my expectations are pretty low but i'm actually more excited to hear his story and he Mm -hmm. said that in in uh in some of his media that he's done with this week for live is like, you know, I'm not ready to tell my story today, but it's, you know, at, at a certain, at some time we will. And I don't know, like it's, it should be pretty interesting for this guy. Um, apparently in his pro am today, he like just hit an absolute horrible tee shot and asked for a mulligan. <laughs> so, you know, I think the expectations are starting to get lower and lower as the, as we get closer to the week here. But, um, you know, I, I it's exciting, and and ha- if it were the PGA Tour, and one hundred percent, the PGA Tour would have loved for his return to be back to the PGA Tour. It would have given him any sponsors' exemption they would have had to give him to juice up any event. They wouldn't have paid him what he's rumored to be getting paid, which is in the five to eight million dollar category. But they would have gladly taken him back, and all the PGA Tour. You know, exclusive, I can't bear to think about being interested at all in live Boys would have absolutely creamed themselves over the opportunity to talk about Anthony Kim being back. And yeah, so that's why the the fever pitch isn't quite there where we thought it would be. But I think there is actually a lot of excitement with a k. um it's it's going to be fun to watch.
2: does any of that have to do with this being, you know, on the other side of the world? And yeah. I think he's supposed to tee off or television is supposed to be on for them at. 3.30 in the morning, you know, U.S. time. Like, I think that that's just, a, uh, you know, it's part of a global tour. You're going to have stuff like that, and just that's the way the cards fell with him coming back at this event and whatever. But I feel like there would be a little bit more hype where if he was teeing off tomorrow at, you know, 1.30, 2 o'clock or whatever, Eastern time, you know, you'd have, uh, you'd have a little bit more eyeballs on it, obviously, but then the hype would be there a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I actually I completely agree with that. I mean, the the T-time isn't doing any favors for him. Um although maybe it is. Like maybe you know, maybe maybe it's like, hey, we just rather most people just see the highlights that we clip up from round 1 and not have to not not see the whole thing cuz it might not be pretty. I don't know. He's plus 190 on DraftKings for a uh, for a top 10 if you if you can bet on DraftKings and on Liv. Top 10. Plus 190, 150 to one
2: outright. Yeah. The content that they've put out that he himself has put out his, uh, I'm just here to bust everyone's ass coming yeah. out and coming back. Um, like you said, the Instagram post and then lives post with, uh, Slim Shady's guess who's back as he's rolling up in an escalator. He's rolling yeah, up. it was I thought that, that was great. Um, and then just the rumors, like you said, DB, over the last 10 years, 11 years now, uh, plus 12 years, um, of why he stopped playing golf. I think there was a rumor at some point that he had a $10 million insurance policy and that he cashed in on that as opposed to just playing, (laughs) playing golf and, and coming out every weekend weekend, week out on the PGA tour. Um, yeah, it's cool to see, like you said, it's one of those just, you never really thought you would see him back. And just the fact that he's out there in front of cameras now is, uh, it's weird, but it's a cool thing. I mean, so AK
0: is a lot like Arthur, the Artvark bear, in that way. He was a, he's a, he was ahead of his time. Play less golf and and make millions of dollars, and now here he is, you know, on
2: live.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, from one live star to I guess another live star. Maybe we'll put a little asterisk next to uh, that statement <laughs> nice. here, but yeah. But yeah. So We got Taylor Gooch. Taylor Gooch made some comments earlier in the week about Rory McIlroy, which um, I have not seen any audio of this. He did it in an interview with Australian TV or an Australian podcast. I'm not sure which, but um, I've got the quote here, so I'm just going to read it, like I said don't have video, no context of actually kind of how he put it Um, from Rory's comments, which I'll play for here, play for you guys here in just a minute. Um, Sound like he was led with the question a little bit, but he was asked about Rory playing in the masters and himself missing out on a master's invitation. He said, if Rory goes to win and completes his grand slam without some of the best players in the world, there's just going to be an asterisk. That's just the reality, which Rory to his credit uh, took a little bit of the high road a couple of days later in his press conference which I'll play for you guys here
3: let's go oh and the asterisk um, like the Masters is an invitational and, and they'll invite whoever they think you know warrants a, an invite and I mean I, I think you know to be fair to Taylor, I think the, if, you, if you read the entire, like the question and then the answer, it's not as if he just came out with that. I feel like whoever did the interview sort of led him down that path to say that, so I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt there a little bit. He basically just agreed with what the interviewer asked. Um, but at the same time, you know, Joaquin Neiman got an invite, and I played with Joaquin in Dubai a few weeks ago and he went down to Australia and won. He was in Oman last week. You know, he's been chasing his tail around the world to try to get this, either play his way into Augusta or show enough form to, to warrant an invite. And I don't know if the same can be said for Taylor.
2: So, DB, I'll throw this one out to you. Um... The internet has had a great uh, a great time with some of this too. Somebody changed all of Taylor's Wikipedia information and just put an asterisk on like every single line, every single mark. So um, kind of an open floor with this one to you. What are your thoughts on Gucci's comments? Um, and I know we've talked a little bit during the week just about the Masters field, the size of it, that kind of thing. Um, so I'll throw that out to you.
0: Also, data golf got in on the joke, which I thought was kind of crazy for a, a data site. Um, they they put like a an asterisk thing uh, <laughs> up on his on his player page. Um, I uh, you know I, I give I give Rory a lot of credit here because he takes the high road in the interview, and um, whether or not Rory actually read or or watched all of the context around that quote or one of his people did and one of his handlers did and told him the context. Either way, he, he did what most people on the internet don't do. And that is look for context outside of just the quote. And he came to the judgment that, you know, it, it that what Taylor said was not quite as bad as people were making it out to be. And he didn't think that it was worthy of the reaction that it, it had gotten and, and took the high road again. Um, but you know, you can't, you can't uh, you can't dispute what Joaquin Neiman has done and how he's earned his way to an invitation, and you can't dispute that Taylor hasn't done put in the same kind of effort. He didn't do the same thing last year when he didn't play in the U.S. Open qualifiers. Um, so, you know, I, I was pretty impressed with Rory's response, frankly. Um, and you know, I kind of I kind of think um, you know Danny Woodhead had an interesting take on this. He said, you know, what if Gooch? He said sometimes athletes say stuff and and they and, and sometimes they do it on purpose personally my, my opinion i don't know that Gucci's was really thinking ahead this far to do this on purpose for this reason but danny said sometimes they say stuff to create a shit a shitstorm storm to motivate them and um you know it's like what if gooch takes all this hate and just goes on a run and he rattles off you know, a couple of, I mean, he won three times on live last year, had the best season of anyone on live. He's had kind of a slow start this year, but what if he just rattles off a couple of, I mean, there's two, there's three live events between now and and the masters. What if he won two of them? Do you think the masters would, uh, would invite him based on that alone? I'm like, probably not because I mean, you just cut yourself off from being invited to the masters by saying that their tournament isn't, uh, isn't legit unless they, unless they do something that you think they should do, but an interesting thought nonetheless, Pat, what do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I do think I agree with you on Rory. I mean, I, I think his his comments were um, very well thought out, and he, you know, definitely took the high road. And I, I think he's right. You know, I mean, Neiman did the things that he needed to try and do. He traveled the world. He won the Australian Open, or won in Australia. Played other DP World Tour events. Um, I think you know he didn't get in because of his play on live. He got in more because of that. Um, right. Now, it does Augusta National? Look at a Gooch Gooch play like you're talking about in the next few weeks. If he went goes on a run, I, I don't know if they will. But um, you know, to me, to me, Gooch is one of the best players in the world. He yes. is a player yes. that should be in that field. But under the way, that, you know, the Masters is as an Invitational right now. He just wasn't wasn't getting in. Um, and so I, I think that um, you know, for, for me it's uh it's just one of the I do not think that Rory would get an asterisk I mean I, first off the masters field really is probably the weakest field of all the majors It 100 so, percent is yeah it, so but it's been like it's been that way you know and I think most of the good live players that are there are going to be there anyway I mean,
3: you, you've well, got but,
0: but that's that that number is lessening each year as their certain exemptions are running out. So, I mean, I think it's down from was it like 18 or 19 last year? I think it's 12 this year. Yeah. And it would it, theoretically, unless they change something, you know, continue
1: to get less. So I'll I'll move it over to this. I was I've actually been thinking about this and I I don't know anything, obviously, about what the Augusta National would do but i have a just i don't know why i just have this feeling that when you know chairman fred ridley does his annual press conference that they might change up a few things with their qualifications this year that's that's a hot take that i just i'm thinking i don't know for sure now i don't think it's going to include like live players will be included but i just think they might do something different one of the things we've noticed is they always seem to be kind of ahead of the game with a lot of things you know they did this with the with the women's amateur having it on the course there Um, they've done it with you know having the um the asian amateur make it into the field Um, the Latin Latin America amateur making it into the field. I could see them just, you know, potentially seeing what we see, which is that the world golf rankings are the official world, world golf rankings are not entirely reflective of all the best players in the world as it is right now. And them thinking of an innovative way to try and get a better field for their golf tournament and they're invitational so we'll see what happens but that's that's kind of just a hunch that i think could happen this year
0: i like that 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 makes me uh that makes me happy i I hope it is too i mean i think you know before live there wasn't really any conversation about you know strength of field in in big time events or um you know getting all the best players in the world playing against each other and that being the true test. There wasn't any of that conversation. And and it didn't start because the Masters field remained weak, but they've begun being kind of lumped into that conversation when you start talking about the majors and you start talking about, well, I mean, you know, even the Masters doesn't have the best the best in the world competing. Um it is a weak a weaker field for a major to have all the prestige that it carries. And I I'm sure Augusta has heard that chatter. And that's mm-hmm. not something that they want to have, you know, being talked about, uh, I, I, I could imagine. So, you know, I, I hope they do expand how people get in. I hope they, they make a commitment on strengthening the field. That would be fantastic.
2: Cool. All right, fellas. Good stuff there. We'll go on to the third topic that I've got for you guys. We've got the match nine, which was on Monday. DB, shout out to you for your DB College video that we did over the weekend. Got some good comments, some good uh, YouTube love from that. So it's cracking up just putting that together. It was very, very well done. Thank um, you. But I wanted to go over this. Um, so we had, the, we had the match. We had Rory win it. It was a skins format. Rory ended up winning three skins throughout the match. The only other person to win a skin in this match was Lexi Thompson. Lexi. Yeah. yeah. So... It did go to a tiebreaker, a closest to the pin tiebreaker. Um, but even with all of that, even with DJ Khaled on the call as well, which apparently there was some Twitter chatter that DJ Khaled actually thought we have to talk about this playing we, in the event. Yeah, so I'll, yeah. I'll throw that out. There was kind of some fake news thrown at that with uh, Paul Bizanet interviewing, you know, DJ Khaled at the event. Um, but then that was kind of like retracted on his podcast as well. Um, all that mixed in did not equal viewership. It was the lowest rated, uh, lowest rated match yet. It only brought in, I believe 200 K. Yeah. 200 K, um, viewers for this event. So we'll start off with the DJ college stuff. Is there, is there any kind of fix, DB? I'll toss it out to you. Is there any kind of fix for this or is this just kind of, what it's gonna be. If it's not gonna be a tiger and Phil like the first one where you have those huge giant kind of crossing over sports names, is this just what it is? Or, you know, have we have we seen the end of the match?
0: I don't know. It's definitely lost its juice. I mean, I, I watched the first, me and Pat were texting. I watched the first maybe four or five holes because and, and actually my my accomplice in filming DB Khaled, my son Collins, was I was like, dude, DJ Khaled's about to be. On the match as a cart commentator, and he was like, "Oh, we got to watch it." So we were watching it to laugh at the ridiculousness of DJ Khaled. Well, he didn't make an appearance till they were on like the third hole, and then when he made his appearance, <laughs> typical DJ Khaled fashion, it just became all about him and him beat. I've I've never seen someone. It's not. I can't imagine very many people in the world bragging to the level that he bragged about beating Charles Barkley in a par three contest that the rumor was, did, did get thrown out there. Well, I guess no laying up credit to them had a probably Max Homa. Cause they're very close with Max. Confirm that a source close to the situation said that DJ Khaled actually thought that he was in the match until he got there that day. And then when he <laughs> realized that he was not, He just had to have something. So him and Charles played. (laughs) But then when you also throw that into did you see the clip of did you see the clip of Rory on the range beforehand? It was like he's like, what world the tweet was like, what world is this? Like only Rory is on the range warming up. And then they pan over, and Khaled has like raked 15 balls from a a a butt a bucket. And he's like got them all over on the far left side of the range, and he is whacking balls into the night. You know, and you add all that up, and then you add what we know about DJ Khaled. So, so then Paul Bissonette, biz nasty, in, in the cart with DJ Khaled, kind of asks him about it. Khaled completely avoids answering the question and kind of pivots right back to him beating Charles Barkley. And then it comes back out that, and so, so Bissonette was trying to say, like, no, that's fake news, no laying up. Then it comes out. Bissonnette even rep- goes on Twitter and goes, "Actually, no lineup. I think you guys were right." <laughs> like <laughs> Khaled, legitimately thought he was playing in the match, and he's not in the match. The guy's IQ. Listen, I would said I'm starting to like like him a little more after doing DB Khaled, and and he he is he has grown on me a touch. He is funny, but you do kind of feel like you're you're laughing at the kid in class that just genetically doesn't have what most other kids in class are dealing with. And you, you kind of feel like he's not, mm, he, he's not at the point where he has to be in a different class, but he's, oh, you know, he just, he just barely beat it. You know what I mean? He just barely beat it. And he's an idiot, man. He's an absolute idiot. <laughs> the, the match has no juice. First of all, it, so I told you, I watched four holes. I saw the DJ Cal thing. I was like, all right, that's enough. I can't take any more. And the match is 12 holes. It's probably nine holes too many. It is too long, way too long. And when these people are playing for charity, it just doesn't feel like it has any juice. Like the Phil Tiger match felt like it had juice because it they told us it was their money, I think, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that was true, I don't know, but they told us it was their money. The Bryson Brooks thing had juice because those guys legitimately seemingly did not like each other. And so you didn't care about the money. Like the charity thing, I just don't think matters to people anymore. I think it. I think they they glaze over, and it's just flat. But I don't know how to fix it. Pat, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, God, there's a lot there. First off, I I thought when I first saw that that Cal had thought he was playing in the match, that I was like, "There's no way that's true. There's no, <laughs> <That's> way. True. <laughs> there's no way there could be anybody that's that that's, that's that a uh, challenged." To believe that they would have been playing in the match against, you know, with four. Bring uh, me to Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's just shocking to me. But anyway, um, I mean, look, I did watch a lot of this. To me, there were some pretty interesting parts. I mean, first off, you know, Charles Barkley is so fantastic in anything that he does. I mean, he he just he makes it, you know. At least more tolerable because he's just funny. Max Homa was very funny. I thought just has some good dry humor and whatever yeah, else. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was he was pretty good. Rory's just Rory. I mean, it was very obvious that Rory was. I mean, he was the class player there, and there there was also there was some kind of like not so great play. Um, but things like this, I just don't know how you get them to be as big as like a tiger versus field deal when there's not really anything on the line, it's for charity. You know, all of these, these players are great. And Rose Zang is, is going to be a star on the LPGA tour. And, you know, so I, I think it's, it's fine, but it just seems like it's sort of played out at this point. And I feel like the only way you probably could make it a little bit more entertaining, I think DB's right. You shorten it. A little bit turn it into like a two-hour show or whatever and, and play nine holes or whatever it is but you probably do have to bring in people from other sports that you know can you know maybe bring in that crowd of, of people that are you know that are like when peyton and tom brady did it i kind of watched it that year justin thomas was pretty funny as a commentator um so i think you know maybe that's what you do but it, it to me it's just this is so the whole thing is kind of cringe in in the first place so i just don't know how you really get it to be like this this huge event then it used to be paper per view too like when they first started it i don't remember that maybe one. it wasn't
0: well, why let me ask you this why does this not work but you know grant horvat and micah morris versus fat perez and you know george bryant like why does that work and this doesn't
1: I you know I I think to be honest those are all more they're better personalities to watch. I mean Wisconsin. not Max Homa. I mean Max- well. I mean you take out Max Homa, but yeah, I mean they're they are used to doing they do that for content. That is their mm-hmm. they're not out there just trying to play good golf. They're doing it to entertain people. Whereas these four are golfers that are trying to turn into entertainers for a night, which is very, I would assume very hard for them to do. So Max home is, is sort of a natural at it, but the other three certainly are not.
0: Well, and even if, you know, the the tour does such a job of whitewashing their, their best stars that, and shutting down personalities. And then these guys make money and then their, their agents get involved and, don't like them mic'd up don't want them too exposed you know too out there and so they they don't they can't really be themselves a lot of them and they have to be so guarded um that that that's difficult so i mean maybe it's you know maybe it works for professional golf for professional golfers to be involved in this if they start to lean more into the more you know the lesser known guys that are just funny and have good personalities whether it's joel damon or but but then you know pe- the the casual person isn't gonna like like ben on would be funny joel damon would be funny some of these uh like pat and is hilarious like we know plenty of guys would be funny but if you put them up on a capital one announcement everybody's gonna be like what no way you know so like t- the tour has a problem because they don't let their biggest stars be themselves and be people and be you know what I mean? Like the, it, when Marshawn Lynch was a stud, the NFL put Marshawn Lynch everywhere. They mic'd him up. They had, they had him everywhere. And it, was he a liability? Yeah, he kind of was. But like, yeah, I, I don't. The tour just does such a job of sheltering their stars. And I don't know if it's the tour in combination with their agents, but I don't know, man. It, I I could see the match next move being two two PJ Tour players and two YouTube stars.
1: See, I was going to say that that I'm assuming that the tour has something to do with Capital One, but if Capital One just said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to have two live guys versus two PGA tour guys. That might, that might then, you know, that would generate something. Yeah, it's like everybody's mm -hmm. saying like, why don't we have a rider, rider cup that's, you know, that's live versus, you know, the tour, whatever it is like what if capital one just created their own live versus the PGA tour thing that would generate,
0: which, you know, the live guys would be like, yeah, Yeah. let's go. But the question is, what would the tour penalize their two guys for doing that? Be like, what? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what kind of recourse they have on that or what the deal is, but I would imagine capital one can invite whoever they want to invite. It's just the, the repercussions are going to be, I don't know how much the tour is involved in the capital one thing, but that, that is a great idea. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think doing something with the YouTube stuff would be probably a logical next step, mm-hmm. whether it's PGA Tour Stars versus YouTube stars and you've got some kind of handicap there, or mixing them up with a PGA Tour star yeah. and a Grand Horvat verse of Michael Morris and, you know, Max Homo, whatever it may be. Um, and then yeah, I think shortening it up too. I think doing like even an hour, you know what I mean? Do it like it's a YouTube video. Do Six it like holes. it's Yeah, exactly. Uh even produce it. You know what I mean? Like there's, you know, if you've got Rory out there and I, I, I didn't watch a single second of it. I saw you guys texting a little bit back and forth in the chat, but like, was Lexi really talkative? Was no. Rose very talkative? No. So when you're, you're putting people out there, you do the mixed format. Okay, cool. You're trying to try a new thing, you know, kudos to that. But you know, if they're not, like you said, if they're not personalities, if they're not entertainers, you know, then it's just going to be a boring event and people are going to tune out.
1: Lexi you gotta Rose. lean into the betting side of it too, because when you remember when we did this during COVID, when when uh, we did a show because of I think it was I don't know if that was the Tiger vs. Phil, I don't know what that one was, but we we sent there was a lot of betting centered around this thing. Well, there was and, this uh, one too, but nobody cared, and they didn't advertise it. Well, they didn't lean into it at all. I mean, it wasn't on the screen ever. Like in that that yeah. year, they had it like up on the screen, like this, yeah. you know. So I don't know. Maybe the of it, it was.
0: Because wasn't that when – weren't those in yeah,
1: yeah, was it like Shadow Creek? Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, the, and that's
0: the thing too. Like the course looked cool. The, the Palms looked – or the park looked really cool. I love the night golf thing. Um, it, what I was sitting there thinking is like – or when I saw the numbers come out of how unpopular it was, I'm like, dude, good, good with a ratchet, uh, I mean, NBC – skeleton crew production and, and George Savarikas on the mic for that good, good desert open had at, at grass clippings in Scottsdale had 90,000 live viewers at a time. Things gotten over a million something views. And this thing with Rory and Max and two of the biggest names in women's golf, DJ Khaled, perfect production
1: gets absolutely nothing. Like I, I, it's, it's crazy. Can I interrupt this programming? Alex Noren is two under. Three I two just holes. saw that. He has birdied his first two holes. Okay, we can move.
2: Buddy, Buddy.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> Although he's setting us up. Yeah. <laughs> he's setting us up perfectly. It's a long, long way to go. 70 more holes to go, hopefully, for Alex. Um, for- yeah.
2: Before we move on to the next topic, do you guys know DJ Khaled's real name? Oh dear. Um
1: I certainly do not. I'll get that out the way.
2: I don't, I don't
1: know. Richard.
2: 47-year-old <laughs> DJ whose real name is Khalid Mohammed Khalid. Oh,
1: snap. Okay.
2: Okay. Interesting. He also had to change his name originally. His original name was um. His original name was Arab Attack, but then after 9-11, he decided to change his name. <laughs> he said, I dropped it because after the whole 9-11 thing, you know, I'm not one of those ignorant <laughs> people.
1: <laughs> Wait a second. You're going- yeah, I'm a- this is I'm not. Is that real?
0: Is that confirmed?
2: <laughs> I'm a positive person. Arab Attack was mainly used for music, like we attack you with music. <laughs> but when 9-11 happened, I said, you know what? I'm not going <laughs> to oh, use that name God. no more. I- I wasn't respectful to the people that went through some stuff.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. That
2: is, uh, just adds more to the DJ. college. <laughs> <to> the <floor. laughs> oh boy. We got to add is... that to the next, uh, DB college video. Whew.
0: I All don't right. know.
1: If I, I
0: don't know if I should do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I'm just picturing at whatever point this was, you know, two decades ago of, of him coming up with that name in a room with his buddies, you know, and just how that went down. Ooh, what about Arab attack? <laughs> attack music? Yeah, could, and we're Arab. You get it? You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
2: The one yeah. friend in the room, like, hey, don't you think that could be? No, no, no. A music. It's we. The we're, music. We're attacking the beat, man. The we're positive. Beat. Look what God did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh dear. DB, Well, I know you'll like this one. I'm going to throw it out to Pat first though. So this week on PGA tour live, we've got Jake Marsh from pardon my take, who uh, is actually a legit broadcaster trying to uh, get in that. He's done some lacrosse stuff. He's done some college basketball, college football stuff for Barstool. Uh, But he is on the call this week for PGA tour live. So we've talked a lot in the past few months. Um, just about broadcasters with Zinger no longer being with NBC, Kiz being in the booth, They tried out Brandl. Um, I believe they have Luke Donald in the booth this week um, out at the Cognizant. So I wanted to throw this out. not so much of as far as broadcasters in the booth. Who do you guys like to see? But maybe just some alternate feeds. You know, the Manning cast has been pretty popular over the last couple years. I know they had a down year last year. Some of the excitement has maybe been lost from that. Um, Kevin Hart has his own alternate feed during uh NBA Fridays, I think on ESPN, which, uh, has had some funny moments and some funny clips and whatnot. But, um, would you guys be interested in something like that? Whether it be a, a stool, some guys who are, you know, you know, aside from foreplay, maybe not super into the world of golf, but they're just kind of, you know, um, you know, funny comedic, maybe, a uh, uh, Nate Bergazzi who is into golf, but maybe just listen to him for three hours as the golf is in the background and kind of simulcast. Uh, and then maybe he has a little set list or something like that, or just hear his thoughts on golf. Uh, something like that. Is that something that would in- interest you guys? Pat, I'll toss it out to you first.
1: Yeah, for me it would interest. I mean, I, I don't, I like watching like the Manning cast, um, McAfee does um like during the, the college football national championship and I think the semi uh, semifinal games, he does a kind of an alternate broadcast too that I think is is pretty good. It's not something I like always stick on the whole time, but I like to flip over and kind of see what's going on there. And they they also post on social media while they're doing it. So you kind of get to see like, oh wait, I miss, I just missed that that they were doing that. And um, you know, so it's I think it is, I think an alternate broadcast could be good for golf um i I would certainly watch it um i think you're one of your last things that you said like nate bargatze i think a comedian would be would be pretty good that knows golf though that at least like can make like kind of like what charles barkley does during the match like he he would make some kind of funny quips here and there about you know the game of golf and you know he almost kind of made fun of what announcers say too. Like if an announcer says, well, it's on an upslope, this is an easy shot. And Barker would say like, I don't understand why that's an easy shot. Or, you know, like he he would question that a little bit. So I think having a comedian or like that, doing an alternate broadcast would would be pretty good. So I would definitely tune in for, for it, you know, and I'm, so I'm, I'm definitely for it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think so too. I, I tried to tune into Jake today and I kept, bouncing around on different um uh, feeds and I, and I don't feel like I heard him um so I don't know I don't know what I don't know how he's done but uh, I I listen to pardon my take quite regularly and, and know Jake marsh no know, know his nerd nuggets and um know that, that, know that PMt likes to talk about his hot mom and all, all that good stuff so I mean I, I like Jake and but I, I don't know how he did I'm a, definitely a fan of the alternate feeds. I don't know that Jake Marsh is probably the guy like, I think it would be better if big cat or, or PFT did it. Um, I don't even know. They have to know a lot about golf. Like those guys are just funny and yeah. it it could be funnier to hear, you know, I mean, you need somebody on there that knows, knows what they're doing, but funnier to hear people that don't know a lot about golf. Talk about it could, could be, could be a good time. It involves the tour loosening up and like, unbuttoning your effing shirt a little bit and loosening the tie letting letting the products you know breathe a little bit and god dang it you know like give us a little side tit right we talked about that on the yes. show before like just let's 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 not be so buttoned up and that that means like from a from a a tone but also Like the tours locked down with it. We, I bitch about this all the time the DMCA situation and how they shut down people video and stuff, highlights from TV or highlights from the golf course they shut down or, or, you know, videos or whatever. Like they're the only major tour that does that. They got to stop that and they got to open it up. So if they were willing to open it up to somebody like Barstool or, you know, uh, a Bob Dust Sports feed or whatever, like I think, I think. Uh, that would be fantastic. We got to grow the game somehow. We got to get people watching somehow. Right now, there's less and less people interested. Maybe we don't have to grow the game, though. Actually, I've got, we've definitely been thinking about. Definitely been thinking of a lot about that.
2: The uh, fact that the the grow the game, the golf is a gentleman's game. I think that's the biggest crock of crap I've I've ever heard. I look back and see, like, when you go out with your buddies, what are you doing? You're usually having, you know, you're drinking, you're out having fun, you're out having a good time. When you go to these events, look at the most popular event on the PGA tours, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. When I, I was watching the Jack Nicholas documentary that Golf Channel put out a couple uh, a couple years ago now, but um, they had a putt from like the 20s or something like that. Where as soon as the putt went in, and this wasn't Jack, but I just saw the you know highlight of it or whatever. As soon as the putt went in, everyone crowded around the hole like. Punching each other, trying to get the ball out of the like fans get the ball out of the cup. So the fact that this is this is the gentleman's game, and we need to be buttoned up and all that kind of stuff. I think there's a respect level. There's you know that kind of thing where yeah, there's certain rules you got to follow, some guidelines, that kind of thing. But the fact that this is just a gentleman's game dating back to the 16, you know, all that kind of. I don't know. I just I've I've never bought into that. I think we've been
0: golf's been whitewashing its people for centuries now right like i mean if you don't think that the best golfers in the world in the 100 years ago were not drinking beers gambling on the course yeah gambling in cards in the locker room after refusing to let you know certain people access their club and if they you know if they're traveling or they just won a tournament and they saw some you know marilyn monroe type they weren't like hey hey come 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 give me some of that sweet you know like they were (laughs) they wanted women, alcohol, gambling. Like, so it's just like, it's just like golf just decided at some point, we're just going to cover all that up like a, like a, like a deacon, you know, in, in church. It's just, they're, we're freaking, it's freaking dudes. Like it's mainly dudes and, and we just want to play golf, drink, you know, have a good time and, and be normal people. These guys are normal people. Right. Um, but I don't know. We just decided that at some point we we got to make them we got to make them all squares and you know just yeah I don't know. Pat, how does that strike you as a as a as a Gus Country Club child of?
1: Why do you always go back? <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, uh
0: oh, jeez. How does that does that is that okay? Does that sit well with you? What do you think?
1: I mean, I agree. I don't. I think the the go- golf these days. Well, I mean, for a long time has not been a. You know, a gentleman's game. I feel like that came from like the 1920s when I see pictures of, you know, these golfers with their caddies and they're wearing like full on suits playing golf. And, you know, they're, they're just like, it's just so old school. Like it just, and, and to be honest, to me, the tour sort of tries to keep that going a little bit. And it just, they just need to, like you said, like just go ahead and like, let's just be what it is. Let, let our players be who they are, you know don't worry about getting canceled all the time just like you know with anything else out there and i feel like the tour is just like i see it db and i see it when we go to a tour event under media credentials i get more mad about it than db does you remember, like when we were at the at at the waste management like i can't even remember what it was but i I was just like because we had to go meet another media guy there i was like what what is this like why why are all these handcuffs on us you know it's not like we get out there and just you know misbehave the whole time and whatever it's i I don't know it it, a lot of it does tick me off it's time to loosen the reins a little bit they were very worried about
0: they were very worried about the tour junkies and they needed to be more worried about the guy creating the 50 foot high beer snake on 16 yeah seriously (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh yeah anyway all right good show boys good stuff episode eight i think of the bump and run in the books like, subscribe, comment. What what kind of what kind of bears the bear trap? Uh, any other topics you think we need to cover? I I I really want to do this. Maybe we do it next week, guys. I, I want to do like a draft. I want to like start working in drafts, you know, like snake drafts where we pick certain things. And I think next week we put on the agenda, snake draft of our favorite golf social media accounts, the best golf social media accounts. And we oh, highlight That's a handful one. of those um, and if if listeners, viewers out there have comments or ideas on something else we could snake draft and and pick, let us know. Put that in the comments. that'd be great. Thanks it's for watching. Page. We'll see. It depends, buddy. We gotta figure out who we gotta figure out the order, okay? All right, thanks for watching. Have a great week. See. Ya. out! Fire it up.
1: <laughs> last time? Is that the same thing? I kind of think the running thing needs to be you trying to come up with something every single show. (laughs) Like that's that's
2: what I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah.